tree, which is kin to the fig tree. You do know about the fig tree. That the fig tree, where, when they made that awful mistake in the garden of Eden and, 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 and they committed the awful act of sin, they went to the fig tree and they put fig leaves around. I don't know why they didn't just itch the dead. Solomon got timber from Lebanon to build the Lord's house. Tree. Moses took the tree when the water was bitter. They cut the tree and they cast it into the water and bitter waters were made sweet. Tree. Tree. Tree was cut down and made a boat and Jesus made a pulpit at the boat and he preached to the crowd from on the shore while he sat and stood upon the boat and he talked. Jesus goes to the cross and he had to hang on a tree. Tree is the only thing I know that can die and stand up. Elephant die, he falls. God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m., our morning worship service at 11 a.m., Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. is K-A-Y-T Gina Alexandria The Gospel is on the radio at 88.1 Call up somebody Tell them it's going to be alright K-A-Y-T Got the Gospel Transmitting all day.
Praise God, ladies and gentlemen. We are here today to call on the highest power of the universe to bring peace and prosperity upon his people. The God that we serve is a deliverer and a strong tower. He is a God of stability, a God of substance, a God of authority, and a God who can solve all of our issues. So today, establish your people with deliverance. Deliverance from the unemployment line. Deliverance from food stamps and welfare. Deliverance from the inner city housing and project living. Deliverance from drug addiction. Deliverance from social injustice. Deliverance from drive-by shootings. Deliverance from illiteracy and homelessness. Deliverance from racism and bigotry. Deliverance from hatred and violence. Deliverance from the doom of demonism. Deliverance from sin and seduction. Deliverance from helplessness and despair. Authenticate us with the principles of your power so that we can dwell in your power today. excited to introduce to you Deliverance Today Ministries. Our world is full of trouble and we have reached a point where it is time to bring to the people of God the truth of God. We are headquartered in Shreveport, Louisiana and are connected to churches worldwide. Each week we desire to come into your life with a message of deliverance that will prepare you for heaven. invite you to join our prayer line and zoom into a closer walk with God every morning from 6 to 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We have health professionals, spiritual counselors, and Christian aid workers in Louisiana and Texas 
and will also extend our resources to help you with social, spiritual, financial, and mental needs wherever you are. to the message today we're going to listen to Richard Smallwood and in the shelter of his arms this is deliverance today ministries your source of spiritual inspiration
Matter, a misunderstanding of civil rights. On Ellis Island in New York Harbor stands the Statue of Liberty, of which there is an inscription which says, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shores. Send thee the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. The words of this inscription are a welcome mat to the impoverished and to the refugee. It has been a beacon of hope to those who have no place to go and have been driven from their homes because of human suffrage. As with the Statue of Liberty, also, the Declaration of Independence. Many Americans 
have come to regard the Declaration as a nearly sacred text, providing the foundation of the relationship between American citizens and their government. The crucial section of the Declaration says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Each phrase is full of meaning. We hold these truths to be self-evident. The great truths contained in the Declaration stand on their own. They are self-evident and require no supporting testimony or further evidence to prove their truth. They are foundational. All men are created equal. It took us time and a considerable amount of blood to get to the point where all men really means all men and all women, but we are not there. Each individual has worth and each should have opportunity, but not everyone is considered an individual. All men are created equal, endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. Our worth and our rights come from our creator not from the government, further establishing the foundational nature of the rights. Those rights cannot be taken away. They are inalienable, and they belong to each individual, not to a group or category of individuals, but each person. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The list is not exclusive, but it includes the essentials. Our creator gives us life and he gives us liberty and he gives us the opportunity to pursue happiness as each individual defines it. Of course, the right to pursue happiness is not the same as the right to have happiness provided to you. Pursuit is active. It is something you do that requires effort. These covenants according to the principles of this country, are supposed to be in place for all people. Now, biblically, we have concluded in the first three portions of this series that of Noah's three sons, Shem was the father of the Caucasoid family, Japheth was the father of the Mongoloid family, and Ham was the father of the Negroid family. All three had one father, and all three was of the same family. But that gives African-American families such a difficulty is that the two-thirds of the world, these documents placed as barometers for the acceptance of all peoples and nations, tongues and societies. But when it comes to black folk, the welcome mats seem to have been removed from under our feet. The fact that black people have to assert themselves just to have any rights rather than equal rights creates a perplexity. On December 1st, 1955, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama 
and sparked the American Civil Rights Movement of the 20th century. For 382 days, almost the entire African-American population of Montgomery, Alabama, including leaders Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks, refused to ride on segregated buses, a turning point in the American Civil Rights Movement inspired by Martin Luther King Jr. John Lewis, civil rights leader, joined the burgeoning civil rights movement. Lewis was a freedom fighter, spoke at 1963's March on Washington, and led the, the demonstration that became known as Bloody Sunday. The civil rights movement was a struggle for justice and equality for African Americans that took place mainly in the 50s and 60s. It was led by people like Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, the Little Rock Nine, and many others. No other people in the history of this nation has had to struggle for equality and beg for equality and appeal for equality in the way that African Americans have had to quest for this justice. After the murders and lynching and the beatings and the social injustice, as a people, we have begun to echo the sentiments of George Floyd, get your knee off my neck. Rosa Parks stated, people always say that I didn't give up my seat because I was tired, wrote Rosa Parks in her autobiography, but that isn't true. I was not tired physically. No, the only tired I was, was tired of giving in. And many people don't understand the protest of the day, but the protest exists because black people are tired of giving in. No other people in this country have endured slavery and segregation, busing, bathrooms that we could not use, water fountains of which we could not drink, mortgages that we could not acquire, apartments that we could not stay. As a people, we understand that it is like to be given the crumbs off the table, but many of us have not even seen the crumbs on the table some of us have to get our crumbs off the floor through trickle-down thoughts that never trickle down. We have watched dogs riding in front seats of automobiles that we could not even wash. We have sat at the seat of injustice so long that like Fannie Lou Hamer, who was a voting rights advocate and civil rights leader and humanitarian, who captured the nation's attention during the 1964 Democratic National Convention when she described the injustices she and others in her community had endured in their fight for the right to vote. She had been jailed, beaten, and threatened for her advocacy, but didn't back down. The cumulative impact of these and other stressful life experiences negatively impacted her health but she remained committed to secure her civil rights because in her now famous words, all my life I have been sick and tired, but now I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. As a people, we could not love who we want to love. 
Richard Loving and Mildred Jeter, a couple from the town of Central Point in Caroline County, Virginia. Richard, a white construction worker, and Mildred, a woman of mixed African-American, Native American ancestry, were longtime friends who had fallen in love. In June 1958, they exchanged wedding vows in Washington, D.C., where interracial marriage was legal and then returned home to Virginia. On July 11, 1958, just five weeks after their wedding, the Lovings were woken in their bed about 2 o'clock a.m., sounds like Brianna Taylor, and arrested by the local sheriff. Richard and Mildred were indicted on charges of violating Virginia's anti-misidentation law, which deemed interracial marriages a felony. When the couple pleaded guilty the following year, Judge Leon M. Brazil sentenced them to one year in prison, but suspended the sentence on the condition that they would leave Virginia and not return together for a period of 25 years. No other people have endured overt racism, hatred, bigotry, unnecessary violence perpetrated on us, dogs being sicked on us, but the word gives us comfort because in the final vision of Stephen, he appealed to the arm of omnipotence. The Bible says in Acts chapter 7 and verse 34, which is my text, I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning and am come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send thee unto Egypt. We must behold his glory. This vision of God in his holiness and glory gave Isaiah a conception of the sinfulness and insignificance of man. Looking upon God and then upon himself, he realized his own nothingness in comparison with the eternal, uh, his guilt in the presence of the Holy One of Israel. Moses hid his face when he came into the presence of God, and Job abhorred himself and repented in dust and ashes. When they heard these things, the Bible says in Acts 7, 54, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth while Stephen was beholding Jehovah, the enemies of God got mad, but Stephen kept his eyes steadfast toward heaven. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the young man's feet, whose name was Saul. So, as they mistreat us, look to Jesus. Since we know that to some black lives, people may believe that it does not matter, but black lives matter to God. When they go low, we go high. 
I remember a poem that goes like this. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Cause I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes. Shoulders falling down like teardrops. Weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it off or hard. Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But like air, still I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise? that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history, shame I rise. Up from the past that rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise into the daybreak that's wondrously clear I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I'm the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Let's rise above oppression. Let's rise above abuse. Let's rise above coercion. Let's rise above tyranny. Let's rise above subjugation. Let's rise above persecution.